It is 1 o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon. That means it's time for Post to Post. Alan Wishart in the host chair, joined by Reg a little bit later. But right now, we're going to start off with some summer-type news. Joined by Andy Beasley, and I want to make sure I got the, the title correct, Andy. Director of Civic Facilities and Events. You got that perfectly. My goodness. Now, now let's see if I can get the event correct. The 2025 Special Olympics BC Summer Games. That is exactly right. I'm off to a great start. I think I might just go home now, okay? That's, uh, you want to go for three for three now. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, so you were at City Council on Monday evening with some good news. Yeah, it's really another huge feather in the cap for the, not not just uh, the, the city, meaning City Hall and the city employees, but actually the entire community of Prince George. You know, for, for all of our bumps and bruises as a city, there's, there's so many good things we've got going for us. And one of them is our reputation um, from people that come to visit us for some of these big events. We actually, I, would, uh, I don't think I'm exaggerating to say we have a, a stellar, outstanding mm-hmm. reputation for being um, putting on great events, but also just being a welcoming, friendly community. And getting volunteers out for the events, too. Oh, huge. Yeah, we, we've been, uh, you know, I, I, we call ourselves a northern capital. I sometimes think we're the volunteer capital of BC because we, we just uh, really do an exceptional job. Uh, folks are so generous with their time that we, we do an outstanding job with, with recruiting volunteers. And now this is, as I was saying, the 2025 Special Olympics BC Summer Games. So it's not for a while yet, but... They just finished the Winter Games, if I remember correctly. Is that the way they usually do it with the Special Olympics Games? Yeah, very very much so. It's, uh, it's similar to the, the Olympic Olympics, where it's, you know, every four years mm-hmm. they do a winter one, and every four years they do a summer one, kind of alternating uh, back and forth between the two. So it's, uh, it's a big deal, because this does not happen very often, and um, it's a... It's kind of a real feather in our cap that we've got this one because they, they just, as I say, they don't happen that often. Now, has Prince George hosted either the winter or the summer Special Olympics BC Games before? We've actually hosted both. Ah. Um, so we actually hosted the, um, I think I've got the dates right, the 1991 Winter mm-hmm. Special Olympics and the 2001 Special Olympics Summer Games. So we've actually had our hand at one of each. But having said that, you know, almost 25 years ago yes. um, and longer. So it's it's been uh, it's all new people now for sure. And now my understanding is as well, this is a sort of an interesting games as well, the 2025 games, because as you were saying, it's a four year cycle, except this time it's an eight year cycle. Exactly right, and that's why we're feeling this is going to be extra special, apart from it being an awesome event anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, it, really, it really is. It's a, it's a remarkable event, but um, it's been, they were canceled from COVID last yes. time. So when, when 2025 Summer Games come along, that's eight solid years yes. since they've held one. So it's, it's just amazing that we're going to be able to host them. Now, how, how long is the bid process for Prince George? Like, when did you guys have to put in your bid for the Games? Oh, gosh, we've been working on this for ages, a long, long time. We actually have what's called a 10-year uh, major sports strategy in the city, uh-huh. and that means that, uh, you know, we, we, we're always reaching out 10 years from now. Yeah. Uh, there's other stuff that we're bidding on that wouldn't happen for 10 years from now. Um, and then, you know, as we get closer to it, we start, we start actually uh, putting in the bids and getting approval from council, um, putting all, getting all of our team players together, and then, uh, and then, you know, hopefully being awarded it. So in this case, this went back. I'm going to say 
solid three or four years ago when we first started working on this and then working on it in earnest about a year and a half ago as far as getting uh, the funding in place and the council uh, on board with with permission to host it and that type of thing. So now the Special Olympics BC Summer Games, about how many athletes are involved? Um, About up to 1,400 athletes and coaches. Um, that's um, it's, it's a it's a big deal, um, and then of course with all of them comes their friends and family and supporters from all over the province in the Yukon. Mm-hmm. Um, so there will be a large number of people coming to our community when this rolls around. And now, is it set up as so many of these games are by zones? Like the Prince George will be part of one zone, um, Camels will be probably in a different zone, so we still get to compete against them. Um. Yeah. Uh, you know, actually, I, actually, I can't, I can't answer that to be honest with you, because we we have we are still um, just in the process now of meeting with the organizing committee. That's uh, that's a decision they make, and um, I think there there will be zones for sure. Um, but in terms of the actual format for how the sports work, it is it is. Um, I'm sure there will be kind of some kind of breakdown. I just can't speak to it directly right yeah. now. And now, what are the sports that are involved? Because I'm thinking that this is probably. Like a lot of times, if you're hosting the BC Summer Games or the BC Winter Games, a lot of times the host community is sort of allowed to have a special event, if you will, of their own for that. I'm guessing with the Special Olympics, it's the same events all the time? They they do adapt them over time because you know different sports sort of come and go. But the um, right now, as of today, and again, this is subject to change. But there's going to be eight different sports yep. in this particular one. Uh, it's basketball, bocce, golf, rhythmic gymnastics, powerlifting, soccer, softball, swimming, track and field, and ten pin bowling. Wow! And uh, again, that that could change, but that is right now. That's what's on deck. And so, just listening to that list as you went through it, it sounds like all of these are events that we already have the facilities for, so there isn't going to need to be anything built for the games. That's another thing that I'm not sure that some of us in Prince George recognize how lucky we have it. We take for granted what we've got, but when when people come up to visit us, uh, you know, these these, uh, committees come up to do a site visit to see if we're even suitable to host it, mostly what we hear is, Oh my goodness, I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea you guys had that. So when we look at everything from the CN Center and the Civic Center through to Massage Place Stadium, the soccer fields, um, the baseball fields, the, um, you, you know, just the, the various amenities we have, um, people from other communities go, Oh my goodness, you guys are so lucky up here. And, uh, so the short answer, uh, that was a long answer. The short answer is no, we don't think we have to build anything new whatsoever. We will likely do some tweaks here and there. Yeah. Maybe there's a bit more seating that needs to be added or some new basketball courts or something or, or you know, basketball hoops. But, uh, basically this, we, what we've got is what they're going to be using. Oh, wow. So now what is, so I'm, I think then 2020, so this year already we had the Canadian, the, the Nordic Cup stuff out at Otway. Yep. Next year we've got the World Parabiathlon, I believe, out there. That's correct. That's a huge, huge event. Yes. And then, so the next event then will be the 2025 Special Olympics BC Summer Games. Are the next, missing the anything? Ma- major one, yes. Yeah. And, of course, we have just come off the BC Summer Games uh, just very recently. Yes. So. Um, so, yeah, we've got, um, you know, the way the major sport, uh, sports seem to be going in Prince George, we typically have one giant thing per year. Mm-hmm. But 
in between that, there's all sorts of other things that happen, including some pretty significant, uh, some pretty significant sporting and other events that happen in the city too. So, we really are building up quite a reputation for being able to host uh, just a lot of stuff up here. Now, Andy, you were saying you've got almost like a ten-year plan where you're looking ten years down the road. Is the word Olympics showing up anywhere in there? Um, I think we may not quite have the facilities for that. <laughs> I think you sort of need, uh, you know, hundred thousand seat stadiums for some of those oh. events. Uh, but but I will I will tell you though uh, we we are looking we're very aggressive and assertive in looking and saying why can't we push the envelope a bit and uh, not just sporting events but what other conventions and conferences could we get that maybe are right on the edge of what we can offer but why not look at it and uh, and see if we can't host it so we've we've done everything from these these type of BC Summer Games but need I remind everybody we also took on the entire country and did the 2015 Canada Winter Games back in 2015 and not only did it but we knocked it out of the park. It it was phenomenal, and you know we weren't even sure if we, if we could host that, but we did it, and we did a great job. At one event that I just remembered, we did last year the World Women's Curling. Exactly, the world, and and we've got other curling events we're looking at. We've got uh, there's always, always, always a, a whole lot of exciting things that we've got on the go, and of course, you know, out of every five of them, you you might only get one. Yeah. But uh, we've we've got all kinds of irons in the fire, so to speak. Wow, and then. So now I guess the other nice thing is because you're working far enough in advance, it means other sports in the community and other groups in the community can sort of start to plan their stuff around, say, the 2025 Special Olympics BC Summer Games in terms of if they're doing something that summer, either do it the same weekend or try not to do it the same weekend. Well, that's an interesting behind-the-scenes uh, strategy that we also have to employ, and it's 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 called uh, human resources, and mm. um, both from city staff who are who are very much front mm. and center of these events, but also from the volunteer force. Um, so, for example, the uh, the Special Olympics in 2025, we're going to need about a thousand local volunteers. So that that's a lot of that's a lot of volunteers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had several thousand for the BC Summer Games. We've we had um, many hundreds for the curling. Mm-hmm. So we also take a look at it not just from um, the, the sort of dates, but also um, we don't want to burn our volunteers out, and we don't want to do too many things in a row. Because at the end of the day, I think uh, you understand that we, everybody in Prince George, we want to put our best foot forward and make sure if we're going to host this, we're going to do a, a ten out of ten, and again, knock knock every event out of the ballpark. Yeah, and again, we've got we've still got plenty of time. It's two and a half years, I guess. Basically, what are the dates actually for the games? Uh, the games themselves actually run from July 10th to the 13th, so it's a, it's quite it's quite a short mm. uh, number of actual days of events. But of course, everybody shows up early, and you know there's there's a lot of pomp and ceremony that goes on before and after those dates, opening ceremonies, closing ceremonies, and so on. But the actual sport itself is the, is 10, 11, 12, 13th of June, July. Okay, please tell me July the 13th is not a Friday. Uh, I should have looked that far ahead, but let's just assume it's not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Andy Beasley, Director of Civic Facilities and Events. I'm sure we'll be chatting with you as we get even closer uh, to the Summer Games. My pleasure. Great chatting with you at any time. Okay. Thank you. Yep. Okay. There you go. So, yeah. Great news earlier this week. <laughs> and that's uh, July 10th to 13th. Next, 2025. 2025, yes. yes. So still, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, a couple saying, of years away. Yeah, they run on a four-year cycle. Yeah. They just finished the Winter Games. And what they do is at the end of each Winter Games, they announce where the next Summer Games are going to be and vice versa. Right. And, so. But did he mention that this will be the first 
Yes. Uh, yeah, they, they so had to 2017. Skip, yeah, they had yeah. to skip one because of the COVID. So, yeah, yeah it'll be uh, good to see. And he was Another also, big event. Uh, in case anybody missed it, he was saying, this is not a first for Prince George. We have hosted the Special Olympics BC Twice Summer Games more, right? and Winter yeah. Games once each before. Yeah. But not for like 20-some years. Yeah, it's been a while. Yes. So. No, so that'll be great. Um, and Wow. I was a little bit surprised because he was saying 1,400 athletes and coaches mm-hmm. and about 1,000 volunteers, and that almost sounds like, okay, taking apart, say, the Women's World Curling, because that was a very much a specialized event, yeah. but in terms of the big multi-sport events, that sounds like the highest ratio of volunteers to participants that I can recall. Because the BC Summer Games, I seem to recall, or sorry, the, Can- the Canada Summer Games... Well, the BC Summer Games that were just here, yeah. uh, the, I think the ratio okay. was close to that. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And uh, you you got to remember that each venue has uh, dozens of volunteers needed. Yes. Uh, f- because not everyone's going to be volunteering for every day. No. Right? So often no. you'll need uh, one person one day for a certain job, a different person for that same job the next day because the other guy yeah. has to work or whatever. So, yeah, it, it adds up. Uh, the more you can have, of course, the easier oh. it is to schedule. Yes. And that's uh, kind of the issue they ran into with the BC Summer Games was uh, there were a few volunteers that put in a lot of hours. Yes. Because uh, we didn't quite get to the no. threshold that they had hoped to yeah. uh, so that they could spread it out a little and not have uh, people, you know, working every day of the games. Yeah. And the other thing is, of course, we talk about the volunteers they need, and these are just the, shall we say, general volunteers. Mm-hmm. Like each individual sport has their own volunteers and officials as well. Yeah, the officials, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, d- interesting to note that it's only 10 sports, though. Yes, so I'd say uh, on a per-sport basis, that's oh, probably the highest ratio yes. of volunteers you're going to get. Yeah, very concentrated, though, like 10 sports in four days. Yes. 10th, 11th, 12th, and 13th. Yeah. And again, a few sports that um, I, I don't think we've seen for quite a while in Prince George at a sporting event, like bocce. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, powerlifting, even. Oh, yeah. 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 A couple of sports that are going to be at the uh, 2025 Special Olympics BC Summer Games. I want to keep saying yeah, sports, that so I get used sports to Sports that you often don't see no. in your regular summer games no. uh, set up, right? Yeah. So that's kind of interesting that way. Yeah. And Prince George itself, of course, has always had a uh, strong history of uh, sending athletes to the BC Summer and Winter Games as well as the Canada Special Olympics. Yes. So, and it's, it's you got to remember that uh, they talk Special Olympics. That's the moniker for all these games. Yes. It, whereas Olympics is like one worldwide yes, event, right? I know. So yeah, it's kind of makes it uh, for a little longer title. The uh, I know. The, yeah. The Special Olympics BC Summer Games. So yeah, when I was talking with uh, Mike Lee, the communications guy at the city yesterday, I was checking out what the name was, and he. He actually said, well, I've got to double check on this, but this is what they had on the message that they sent to us. Yes. So that's what we're going yeah. with. <laughs> so it may change in the next week or so. No, no. no that, I don't think so. Uh, pretty much, like I say, that is that is the moniker for uh, all the levels yes. of the competition for Special yeah, Olympics. No, it's, uh, so, yeah. 
So again, next year, the World Parabiathlon out at Otway. And in 2025 now, the uh, Special Olympics BC Summer Games. And as uh, Andy was saying, the idea that the city is sort of working with is try to get one major event each year. Yeah. And then, of course, all the other events that go around it. Mm-hmm. So you don't end up with everybody coming in on the same weekend. Right. Well, you had talked about events uh, planning-wise, oh. not bunching them up around that yes. time. I would say that it depends on the type of event you're talking about because you could very uh, easily plan cultural oh, yeah. uh, events and cultural happenings around the same time. And you'll get a whole different host of volunteers yep. and will uh, give the visiting uh, athletes and their families and whatnot something to take in as well during the uh, off-sport hours. The other thing I'm just going to throw out there as a possibility, looking at the dates, July 10th through 13th, is, gee, I wonder if that might be a good weekend for downtown Prince George to think about the Summerfest. Summerfest, yeah. No, for sure. That yeah. would be a... A lot more people in town, and a lot of them will be looking for things to well, do. Well, I'll have to ask Colleen if she's got that in her idea. In her... You don't have to. No. You're, you're, next Tuesday. You're talking to her talk next to her Tuesday. about okay. downtown Winterfest. Of course. So a little bit off schedule. Yeah, she'll, she'll tell you, though, that that's, you know, oh, still two years I away. Know. So, yeah, I don't. But yeah. anything's possible. Yeah, her answer will be, I'm still working on what we're doing for Winterfest yeah, this today. weekend. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We are going to go to a quick break. We'll come back with some more on Post to Post. Community Radio CFISFM needs your support. While our station is run predominantly by volunteers, money is always needed to keep the monthly bills paid as well as for the production of new local programming. Memberships, donations, corporate sponsorships, and advertisers all help to keep your local independent broadcaster functioning. For more information on how you can contribute to this vital part of the Prince George Media Mix, visit our website at cfisfm.ca or give us a call at 250-563-2347. The Prince George Potters Guild is hosting Try It Wheel Throwing Nights again this year. It's your chance to throw multiple bowls throughout the evening, then choose one masterpiece to keep, which the instructor will finish and glaze for you. Cost is $50 per person and includes instruction and clay, plus glaze and firing for one bowl. Registration and more details are available through the program's link at studio2880.com. The next Try It Wheel Throwing Night from the Prince George Potters Guild is April 5th. Forecast from Environment Canada for today, a mix of sun and cloud. Wind from the south of 20K gusting to 40, a high of 2. Tonight, partly cloudy, becoming cloudy near midnight with a few flurries. A risk of freezing rain overnight, gusting south winds continuing, a low of minus 4 with a wind chill to minus 10. Then cloudy on Thursday with a 60% chance of showers, more gusting south winds and a high of 4. Nice power ballad to get into our yes. second segment. And just a note that I, I got from email, uh, the 2023 Canada Winter Games are going to be broadcast. They're just, I mean, it's oh. a ways away, but, yeah. uh, or no, actually it's not. It's, it's, uh, here we are. They're from February the 18th to March the 5th. Wow. Okay. In PEI. I didn't know PEI got winter, but we'll we'll find out how much winter they actually get. That's right. Do they have any hills at all? Because anyway, so that's going to be on uh, CBC. uh, Yeah, mainly through CBC, you'll be able to catch uh, those games. Well, they have hills. It's just most of them end in the ocean. Yeah, yeah. 
So you've got to come, if you're doing the downhill skiing, you want to make sure you stop real quick. Yeah, plenty of cross-country skiing, I, I would assume. Well, Prince Edward Island? Yeah. Not much for distance. You have to keep doing loops about every yeah, hundred yeah, meters. Yeah, 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 now you're just being funny. No, I'm being uh, realistic. You're billing being silly. Yes. Uh, one thing who, one team that isn't being silly right now is the Cougars. Okay. Three wins in a row. Oh, well, yes. we were talking about this last week, weren't we? A little bit. How, how their uh, the rest of their season is actually uh, pre- predominantly in the BC yep. uh, division, and, it's, and it's, they are a s- somewhat solid second place in the division. Yeah. So unless they're playing Kamloops, they've got a, a better than even odds chance of winning. Yeah. And the other thing is, I was walking in CN Center a couple of days ago, and of course outside their office, they've got the big schedule showing you all the games. And it looks like they have a few more home games than road games as well. Oh, that's always, always good. Nice. Yeah. They're in the middle of those home games right now. On the weekend, they beat Victoria twice. No big surprise. 8-1, yeah. to 4-2. to two. Last night, they beat Kelowna 5-1. to one. And oh. they play Kelowna again tonight. And then on Friday, they're in Kelowna. And Saturday, they're in Kamloops. As you were saying, uh, they're back over 500 now, 22-21-4. Uh, sixth in the conference, second in the division. Nobody in the Eastern Conference has clinched a playoff spot yet. Seattle, Kamloops, and Portland have all clinched in the West. Yeah. So, and the other thing I noticed, I forgot to mention it entirely, but I forgot to note it down entirely, I should say. Uh, the WHL is no longer number one in the CHL rankings. Oh. Still got four teams in the top ten. Yeah, but I believe it is Quebec City. I believe is number one. Wow! Overall, yes. But of course, they played a weaker conf- or weaker league. You know that Quebec league. It's go Nordique. Go. Yeah. But, uh, no. So yeah, Cougars at home tonight, and then a couple of games on the road. Kamloops, Kelowna, and Kamloops. Now we've talked about this before. Is that the way you would want to do it, Reg? Play Kelowna first and then Kamloops. Play the tough team second on the back to back. Well, when you're when you're playing as many games as often as you are right now, mm-hmm. I don't think it makes a difference. No. If you'd had a full week off, it might make a difference. Yeah. But you're coming out of uh, uh, four games at home in what five, six, six nights, day, six, six nights, days, yeah. then a couple of days off, and then you're back on the ice. Not even right. No. So yeah, I, I don't. I don't think when you're playing that often. With uh, very little time between that, uh, yeah, they only have the one day off, so yeah. I, I don't think it'll make a, a huge difference. Um, perhaps you would want Kamloops earlier, be a little better yeah. rested, but yeah, it's a I, good gear up, I think. And then uh, on the other hand, the, game if you Kelowna. beat Kelowna tonight, mm-hmm. that means you've beaten them twice in two nights, and then you're going to play them again. So you've got you're riding on that bit of a high, like we know yeah. we can handle these guys. Yeah, if you don't get overconfident. No. The other thing I noticed on their schedule, which threw me for a second, every single Tuesday this month, the Cougars are playing at home. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, kind of bizarre. And um, this week again, it was last night and tonight, uh, family day. They have a family day game, a Monday game, and a Tuesday game. The other okay. two weeks, it's just a game on Tuesday. Yeah. So, kind of a different sort of schedule. Mm-hmm. Now, the uh, Spruce Kings, yeah, they had that uh, tough little road trip on the weekend. 
three games in three nights down south. Yeah, well, I had two of those in the Kootenays, so yes. a long way to go even just to play. Yeah. They lost to Cranbrook on Friday, 4-3, lost to Trail on Saturday, 6-3. But a L- little bit of redemption on uh, Sunday with yes. the 3-1 victory over Salmon Arm. Yeah, now they've got Merritt coming to town Friday and Saturday for games at Copar. Best thing about the Salmon Arm victory is Salmon Arm is uh, the team oh, chasing them. Yes. Just two points back in fifth place, Bruce King's in fourth at 45 points. They're only three back of West Kelowna, so they're still oh, yeah. still very solidly in that third-place hunt. The other thing is, if I remember correctly, um, Salmon Arm, I believe the Spruce Kings have a game at hand on them as well. So they've got that advantage as well, mm-hmm. with the extra game. Uh, Wenatchee isn't that far behind either. They're about two points behind Salmon Arm, and they've actually played one more game. Or no, so they've played one less game. No, they, they've no. played more oh, okay. more game than the Spruce Kings. Okay. 41 games played. Spruce Kings have only played 40. Okay, yeah. Salmon Arm has the, the advantage with only right. 39 games Right, okay, yeah, I got that backwards, yeah. yeah. And only one back of them is Vernon, yes. also have played 40 games. They're at 40 points. So five, five points from Vernon up to uh, the Spruce Kings, uh, eight from Vernon all the way up to Kelowna, so... Quite a bit of a battle there. Then it drops down a little bit for Trail and then yes. Merritt is the also ran team that I'm pretty sure will be uh, mathematically out of it before too long. Yes, and there is only one. I, if it's the same as what they've done before, and I think it is. Yeah, it's just it's the one, one team in each conference makes yeah. pl- misses the playoffs. Yeah, Penticton and Cranbrook in the interior, Nanaimo and Surrey uh, in the lower in the mainland have uh, clinched playoff spots already. Yes. Indeed. Now, yeah. uh, speaking of merit, the uh, b- cellar dwellers mm. in the Interior Conference—that is the next component for uh, opponent for the Spruce Kings this Friday yes. and Saturday at Copar Memorial Arena. So, um, fingers crossed they don't take them too lightly, and they'll come yes. up with a couple of victories back to back and close a bit of the gap there. Oh, I think they'll want to do that. Well, they yeah, they need to really. They want they want to finish third. Yeah, what's that saying, Reg? About the prodigal son? Prodigal son, he's airborne. No, Arbon, Arbon. Slightly late. Slightly late. Well, I'd sooner you be slightly late than just the late Jesse Church. Yes, if you know what I mean. Yes, Yes. that is true. Yes, gentlemen, how are we? Well, I think Reg is a lot happier now because he gets to leave. Well, I I can. I yes, I. We're doing we're doing okay. okay. Alan's still struggling with this cold that seems to not want to. Well, like I say, to some extent, I've had this cold for about six years. I had the cold before COVID came along. Oh, which is that's his excuse. Anyway. Patient zero. <laughs> patient zero. Mm. He's patient zero. No. I think he's the, patient the, negative. The good, something. Yeah. the good news is, is back to doing what it did before, where it's either in the nose or in the throat or I'm coughing. Which it's is none of them. Which is it's perfect for radio. Oh yeah, because it doesn't affect your voice at all. No, of course not. <laughs> hack, hack, cough, cough, hack, hack. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No. So. Uh, yeah, so we were just talking Spruce Kings and Cougars. Excellent. Big win last night for the Cougars. Yes. 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 And playing again tonight. Yeah. Back yes. to back. Yes. Against. Yeah. I, I love the way the, the schedule's shaping oh. up for the Cougars. They, they've got, oh, yeah. you know, it's, it's mostly BC division teams. Yep. yep. And they can build some confidence and take on some of the other teams that they have to play 
with that, you know, in mind. Absolutely. And uh, probably pull off a few upsets with uh, teams that from for out-of-division teams that are coming in. Because there are still a few. I think there's still a couple of teams. I think those are what a couple, at least one of the Tuesday games, I think, this month is a team from back east. Yeah, Saskatoon. Okay. I wasn't sure. And that's that's next Tuesday. That's next Tuesday. And that's three straight wins for them as well, correct? Yes. So two against the Royals and then last night against Kamloops. Kelowna. Kelowna. Kelowna, sorry. A win against Kamloops, we would be dancing on the ceiling. Well, Well, let's not get that excited. No, but... They're no Spokane. No. Whoa, okay. We, <laughs> on that note, I think we are going to go to a break. We'll be back with some more on Post to Post on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Research into dementia is ongoing in universities all across Canada. Dr. Mariko Sanamoto of UBC is studying the community-related needs of people living with dementia who live alone and how dementia-friendly communities can support their inclusion and well-being. For more information to take part in the study, email mariko.sakamoto at ubc.ca or contact the Alzheimer's Society of BC's Northern Interior Resource Centre at 250-564-7533. The 2025 Special Olympics BC Summer Games will be held in Prince George, featuring approximately 11,000 athletes with intellectual disabilities from across the province competing in 10 summer sports. More than 1,000 volunteers and sponsor support will be needed to stage the games. Volunteer registration details, games venues, and more will be announced in the coming month. To learn more about Special Olympics BC's empowering year-round programs and games experiences, visit specialolympics.bc.ca. We okay. are back on Post to Post. Alan Wishard, Reg Fair, so, Jesse Church. So Kamloops is no Spokane because yeah, Spokane is in the <laughs> bottom of the Western Conference. I was, yeah, I was thinking of Portland and said Spokane. And Portland, know, Portland is coming to town and they got a couple of games coming up, which would be, that would be Oof. the ultimate, uh, confidence builder for the Cougars as oh. they put together some wins. <laughs> they can split when Portland comes to town or God forbid, actually sweet. Yes, that would give them just uh, excellent, excellent. Yeah. Uh, so we talk momentum. about momentum. Yeah, we talk about yeah. momentum and confidence boosting. Would it be better, um, in your opinion? Let's say it's Kamloops or Portland coming to town. Right. Two wins against Kamloops. Two wins against Portland. Because to me, it's Kamloops because you're beating guys in your well, division. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, they're both confidence builders because yeah. the teams are so dominant. Well, especially Portland. Yes. 74 points. Yes. And yeah. they and Seattle are cream of the crop in the West. Yeah. yeah. And Kamloops is ranked number two only because they're in the BC division. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, whenever you beat Kamloops back-to-back, especially when Kamloops is having a good season, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it just uh, is... Uh, I know. It's just one of those Prince George things. You right? said they have Let's, 74 points? Uh, Portland does, yeah. and Kamloops is at 68. Yeah. Still. So, I mean, yeah. it's still up there, but that's yeah. almost as many points as Bedard has. <laughs> just now, saying. Uh, now, uh-huh. um, <laughs> now, just to qualify, uh, it's not an even schedule in the Western Conference, no. is it? No. No. So... That kind of, uh, you look at Kamloops and you say 68 points in the, in the BC division, maybe easier to obtain than 74 in the US division. Yeah, definitely. You know, because once you get past the top three, your next, uh, two are Tri-City and Everett. 
So again, yeah. mm-hmm. four of the top five are from the U.S. division. Yeah, yeah, in the Western Conference. Yeah. So yeah, a pretty uh, a tougher conference this year. I think, oh, definitely. Say. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but again, what would be nice would be, we were saying, the Cougars now have a three-game winning streak. Wouldn't it be nice if, after the weekend, it was five? Because that would mean they knocked off Kelowna and Kamloops. Yes. yes. Yeah, that would Definitely. be excellent, actually. Yeah. yeah, and again, talking about confidence building, knocking off the top team in your division. Definitely, well, and, that, and that's kind of why, why why I brought it up, because I knew that yeah. Kamloops was, was on their way, you know, that, that that was the next set of matchups. You know, would you rather take two two guaranteed wins against Kamloops, or... You know, a split against Portland. I'm t- yeah. as good of a win as Portland is. You know, I would yeah. much rather have two against the top well, team in your uh, division. Actually, you know what? If if they lose even to Kelowna and then beat Kamloops, yeah. it's still a great weekend. Oh yeah, oh, absolutely. Because they've already taken two from uh, Kelowna. Yeah. So it's like okay, well we we got two out of three, and we got the win that we weren't expecting. So yes. that would be that would be a bit of a bonus as well. What would be excellent is if they just won the rest of them. From here on, yeah, yes. it would be yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, if they just yeah. won everything else, and, I think they would probably yeah, have to be playoffs. Good. Yeah, you know, I think swept be, the first round, yeah. swept the second round. Yeah, I think yeah. they'd be. I think they'd be in the mix for beat Kamloops in the final at the Memorial Cup in Kamloops. Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> if, I'm gonna need if that we're, get, dreaming, if we, we're dreaming big now. If we yeah. get there, I'm gonna need press passes, guys. <laughs> I'm gonna need you guys to send me down there. <laughs> well, I think the other thing is we talked about this before as well, you guys. Uh, the three games they've won, two against Victoria, one against Kelowna, those are games you're supposed to win. Yes, yeah, Those absolutely. are games against the teams below you. Those yep. are the ones that's so easy to slip up on, and they now, didn't. And that's why I'm saying they could very well lose that Kelowna game because yeah. they've already beat them twice. They yep. might be a little bit overconfident. And looking forward a little bit to Kamloops and, the next Yeah, night. exactly. And then that would probably put them in a better position going into Kamloops because would be a bit of a slap in the face and they yeah. you know might yeah. step it up Mark, against Kamloops. Mark Lamb would have something to talk to the team about. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. As opposed to good job guys. Let's yeah, we won another one. Yes, it was against sister sister mother of mercy's uh, grade 7 team, but yeah. yeah, we won another one. Yeah. Well, and they and they've won 3 convincingly. Yes. yes. None yes. of them have been, you know, 3-2 in overtime to no. a team that you should that you should beat. It's now, been yeah. one thing we haven't talked about is the teams below the Cougars because yes. they're sitting now at 48 points, four up on Vancouver, 11 ahead of Kelowna. <sighs> wow. So, yeah. you know, that's creating a bit of a gap there as How well. How many games left? Uh, well, no. they've played 47, and they play... Is it once, I, I can't remember if it's 68 or 72. They they changed it a couple yeah. of years ago, I think, during COVID. Okay, so we've got... There's still like 20 still, some games. 20-ish still games left. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, through the end of March. So. Yeah, yes. It's not as short as the Spruce Kings season is. No. no. Well, no. Spruce Kings are through the end of March as well, just not as many games. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. They stagger their games a little bit more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. High school kids. Most yes. of them. Right? Yes. But again... Um, that's yeah, so a big weekend, a week, a good, a big week coming up for the Cougars and the Spruce Kings, really. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, Spruce Kings with a couple of games they should win. Yes, and the Cougars with a couple of games they would love to win. Yeah, and um, big news. I not big news, but more news um, as the BCHL just continues to pump out um, college scholarships mm. left, right, and center. Austin Fraser um, from the Spruce Kings uh, just signed today as well. So oh, okay. good for him. I can't remember the school name, nope. so I don't want to butcher it and say that he went somewhere that he actually didn't, but nah. he uh, he did just commit to a uh, to playing somewhere after this season. So wow. that's fantastic okay. news for him. That, that 
this is getting to be almost a late commit for next year, though, isn't it? To an extent, and I don't know whether it was for the following season okay. or whether it was for yeah. the season. I'm assuming it's for next year. Yeah. Um, but you know, I I would rather it, if I was the GM of a high school or high school of a college team, I would rather wait until now instead of seeing a guy play ten games. He's got ten points in ten games. You go, yep, that's the guy I want. And then all of a sudden he goes ice cold. And then he right. Goes, Let's see how he does for the for the entire season or season she, with ten points. Right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then you end the season with eleven. Yeah. Yes. And the eleventh was a <laughs> was an, an empty net was, assist. Was an assist that you bounced off the back of somebody yeah. into the net. So exactly. No. Um, now, one thing I've tried to avoid talking about at this point so far is how the teams in the BC Elite Hockey League did this year, this weekend. I don't want to talk about it. Let's just say the four local teams played ten games on the weekend and went over ten. 10. Yeah. Yeah. Reggie's sort of looking at me going, what? <laughs> yeah. The Northern Capitals lost two to Greater Vancouver Comets. They are off now for about a month. They yeah. host the Vancouver Island Seals March 4th and 5th, and that's the end of the season. The U18 Caribou Cougars lost two games to the Vancouver Northeast Chiefs. They host the North Island Silver Tips. Friday game is in Cornell. They're on Saturday at 9 a.m. at Kin 1, Sunday at 8.15 in Kin 1. The, uh, Car- the U17 Caribou Cougars lost two straight to Thompson Blazers. They're off this weekend. They're at a showcase in Surrey on February 18th and 19th. The U15 Cougars were at a showcase in Richmond, lost all four of their games. They host the Valley West Giants Saturday in Kin 1 at 7. And actually, if you wanted to make this almost like a doubleheader on Sunday, catch the U18 Caribou Cougars at 8.15 in Kinwant, and at 11, the U15 team is playing the Valley West Giants. Yeah, and I think that they, normally that would be flipped. They'd usually have the younger team playing in the morning, but because it's the Seals, or not the Seals, uh, South Island, um, because they've got to get down to the ferry, they elected to let them play the uh, Dawn game. North Island, Silver Tips. Sorry, North Island. Yeah, yeah, but still it's not Island team. Okay, we are going to go for another quick break and come back with some more on Post to Post. Join online researcher Noelana Neubauer to discuss the risks associated with getting lost among persons living with dementia. Hear strategies to mitigate the risks and learn about current and up-and-coming research in this area on Wednesday, February 15th. Registration and more information on disorientation among people living with dementia is available through the events calendar under What's Happening at ALZBC.org. Disorientation among people living with dementia, Wednesday, February 15th from 2 to 3 through alzbc.org. Hope for Women Pregnancy Services is looking for volunteers for their Beyond the Bump postpartum program. It takes a village to raise a child, and Hope for Women want to make sure that every woman has a village. Beyond the Bump provides support to moms through cooking, cleaning, and community. They hire professional cooking and cleaning services. You provide the community. If you're interested or know someone perfect for the role, contact Hope for Women by emailing Chelsea at hopeforwomen.ca. Forecast from Environment Canada for today, a mix of sun and cloud. Wind from the south of 20K gusting to 40, a high of 2. Tonight, partly cloudy, becoming cloudy near midnight with a few flurries. A risk of freezing rain overnight, gusting south winds continuing, a low of minus 4 with a wind chill to minus 10. Then cloudy on Thursday with a 60% chance of showers, more gusting south winds and a high of 4.
Okay, I was going to say something before you went to break, but you went to break so fast I couldn't uh, ask. They're playing in Quinnell? Yes. Explain that one. I'm not sure. I just I just looked at the uh, BCEHL schedule, right. and it noted that they were playing in Quinnell. How many the, teams are in action in town this week? Um, the Caribou Cougars, two games, Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. And the um, U15 team, sorry, the U18 team, I should have said, the Caribou yeah. Cougars. And the U15 team, Saturday and Sunday as well. So I wonder if there's a bunch of um, of other local hockey stuff, like league stuff wrapping up for house and everything, like or getting yeah, getting know. there that, that all the rinks are just booked, so they said, let's go play one in Quinnell. Or maybe they're starting to do some outreach stuff. Yeah, yeah maybe right? it was a pre-planned thing where yeah. Quinnell lobbied for something like that to well, sort of the, grow the... Yeah. G- grow it a little bit, and it's yeah. the it's the island team, right? Yes. So maybe instead of them driving all the way up here, they said, "Listen, let's just go to Quinell. We can. Go we've got Quinell a late game Friday on Saturday, then, yeah. right? Maybe they maybe that's the way they wanted to do it instead of having to drive all the way in, right? Well, maybe they're staying in Quinell overnight. Who, I mean, yeah. we're staying halfway. Yeah, but it, it hits halfway. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean between the island and Prince George. Yeah, Come on yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to fly they're staying into the Cornell the, Airport. And, they're staying at the hotel. There's no right. M on the building. It's just yeah. the hotel. Yes. No, but, uh, yeah, as you were saying, though, just that would, I think that is something the Caribou Cougars obviously are looking at it, and I think the Northern Capitals are as well, is having a few more of their home games, air quotes, not in Prince George. Yeah, I'm not saying that they got to be, you know, in Williams Lake or in no. Hundred Mile House or anything like that. But to have something in Quinell, to have something like they did the, you know, the outdoor classic Fort in Fort St. James Vanderhoof, yeah. right? To have something like that is is, is awesome. It's oh, it's, yeah. it, it's a great turnout. I mean, there's three girls that play. I was up there. Luckily, got mm-hmm. to do the broadcast for. It. There's three girls that play on the Northern Capitals that are from Vanderhoof. So there was a big turnout in Vanderhoof yes. for them. There's probably five or six hundred people in the stands for a Sunday morning game at 9.30 yes. or whatever yeah. it was, right? It was it was cool, and, and I think that as that organization, you know, with the advent of this new um, GMHL, the new, mm. I'm using air quotes, uh, mm. Junior A League, uh, you've got Junior B in 100 Mile House, and they're looking at expanding back up to Williams Lake yeah. and Quinnell. You know, you've got to start getting these kids into that line of EHL, U18 stuff, because a 15 or 16-year-old kid if they don't think that they can go up there, if there's a local team that can be, you know, promised the same kind of stuff, yeah. that's going to be close to the same price, or you know, three or four thousand dollars less, and they get to sleep in their own bed. They're going to stay there. Oh, yeah. Great case, you know. My, uh, I follow the Wranglers pretty religiously. Mm-hmm. My son's playing there, and there's a kid there. Um, I believe it's Altwasser, who's only 17, could have been a standout for either the U17 or the U18s. He's a great player, yeah. but it's a third of the price, and he gets to stay it in his own bed. So he played for the Wranglers. Is he going to get the scholarship opportunities and stuff? No. No. But they've got to start funneling some more stuff in. They can't just expect them to come to them anymore. Yeah. So you got to start doing some outreach. The other thing is, do you know, are the, like, say, do the BCHL and the WHL teams scout these guys? Scout. 
like BCEHL or like Wranglers? The Wranglers. They, they do to an extent. Yeah. I mean, I, w- I would put the I would put, I mean, obviously it's a lower lower level. Yeah. But there's like Ty Smolik who plays for them um, was just on the road trip with the Spruce Kings all weekend. Okay, right. So they've got some kids that that are committed through Junior B, but they yeah. don't have a roster spot for them this year. So they say, hey, we want you to go play here instead of playing. Um, you know, this could be an 18 year old that can't play. Um, yeah, you know, U eighteen anymore. No. So they say, you know, well, we want you to go spend spend a year here. Yeah. I know that it's it's a developmental league more so than than the junior A division is. Um, I mean, you see kids get called up from junior A to WHL, or mm-hmm. you know, a lot more college opportunities there because WHL is considered professional because you are getting paid. Yes. So there's a little bit of a gray area there, but you know, the the junior B is it is a developmental league, but it's pretty synonymous with the BCEHL okay. now. So. So when you talk about the BCHL playing out of town in different cities around Prince George, it all, it's also kind of a, a, a payback to those communities Absolutely. because they're feeder yes. communities for the yeah. for the team. So Definitely. you do your Fort St. James stuff, you do your Quinnell stuff, and, and the young kids there then see it firsthand that hey, I could I could make this team yeah. right. Absolutely, and, and you they know. see the guy who lived up the block from them two yeah, years exactly. ago, who yeah. left town, and, yeah. and now he's back. And hey, wow. yeah, and he's playing on this this uh, elite yeah. team, right? Yeah, yeah, and you see it happen with um, you know when they do the outdoor classics, not not BCHL, mm. but um, in, in in the NHL, yeah. right? They try. I mean, they try and go to the biggest city that oh. they can, but they always do a lot of outreach stuff yes. in the smaller rinks, right? Or when they go over to Europe at the beginning of the season, right? There's a lot of, out- oh, we're going to play against the senior men's team yep. or whatever, right? And it's, you need to do more of that stuff. And I, I just think that with how competitive, you know, I'm living through it right now, but with how competitive minded mm. hockey has become now where every kid wants to be on a rep team, every kid wants the jacket, every kid wants the sweatpants or the mm-hmm. helmet tags, mm-hmm. you know, when you're doing that, you've got to expand and do a little bit more outreach stuff yes. and, and encourage and, and show kids that you don't need to drop a million dollars to play hockey, that you can just enjoy it. And, the, oh. you know, the, the uh, PGSS does an excellent job. I know that most schools have yes. um, have a program now, but they're funded partially by the NHLPA and they, you know, two bucks for the year and you get you know three ice times a week you're out there with renzo and rj barra right who are both legends in the hockey community around here and you know at least you get to try it for 200 bucks instead of dropping a million yeah right for one season of hockey and the kid goes ah you know what mom i don't i don't like it yeah right yeah yeah i've got we're we're gonna be coming up to the break pretty quick and then (laughs) after that we're gonna be talking unbc basketball Okay. But before we do that, I wish I had noted all the details. There was a very strange game in the Southern Professional Hockey League this week. I saw that. The one team, I want to say, I can't remember who it was, but they had a road trip. They got to the rink, went through their practice and everything, lined up for the opening face-off. The home team didn't show up. Oh. The home team didn't show up. Okay. There was nobody, and there were fans there. Like their yep. fans had come down. They, there was nobody in the building. No, they call they they called it a forfeit. And what I thought was the neat thing, though, was it was a game where at the end of the after the game, it was like the Spruce Kings and Cougars sometimes do a skate with the players event after right. the game. The visiting team stuck around and <laughs> skated with, the which fans. is phenomenal. Oh, that's incredible! And they did. So why did the no? I, I have not heard anything yet. I went to the SPHL website this morning, and the only little note was just basically confirming the forfeiture. Yeah. And that was it. 
and it, they did a couple of cool things. Like the refs were obviously there, the off ice yep. officials were there. So, like, you know, they <laughs> so they did a skating, like they did like an all star game, like skating yep. race and stuff like that. Right, and right. the ref was officiating and yep. everything like that. Yeah. So they gave the the, the people fans. something to watch, yeah. Yeah. right? But it was yeah, the, and. It was just weird. It's the home team. Yeah, the home team. Did you get locked in the dread? Did they lock him in the dressing room? Like, what happened here? Ah, you're not getting out. <laughs> I right? did notice the home team was the bottom of the league. I don't know if that had anything to do with them yeah. still. But yeah. th- so in that vein, um, I was down in Hundred Mile House last weekend watching a mm. um, watching my son play, and yeah. uh, they for um, not the Wranglers that I believe it was Kelowna um, forfeited a game. Well, now. Theirs was because earlier in the season, they had a um, a game where they had registered an ineligible mm, player. Right. So they forfeited that game, but essentially that game was forfeited. The two points was already being awarded to the Wranglers. It didn't matter, but it was it was weird watching a game go on. And I don't know whether the players knew or not, yeah. but all of a sudden the game meant nothing. It was yeah. Kamloops, okay. and, they, and they were already out of the playoffs. So it was, the game meant nothing. It didn't matter. But it was it was weird to watch, you know, and nobody knew, so everybody's yeah. still cheering and hooting and hollering. Oh, yeah. But you can see a couple of players on the bench just, you know, kind of lean yeah. back, not really caring that much, which isn't a good vibe, Look, I guess. Yeah, but, no. at the, but at the same time, you know, it's just weird watching a game where you already know what the outcome is. Yes. Right? Well, we lost 10-1, but we still got the two points. Yeah. Right? I explained that one. Yeah, exactly. Okay. We are going to go to a break. When we come back, we're going to talk UNBC basketball on Post to Post on CFIS FM. The BC Old Time Fiddler's next dance is at the Elks Hall, 663 Douglas Street, Saturday. Bring a group of friends and dance from 7 to 11. This is a family event. Tickets are $10 at the door, but children under 18 are free with an adult. So get a group together, come out for an enjoyable evening of fun and dancing. That's 7 o'clock Saturday at the Elks Hall, 663 Douglas Street for the next BC Old Time Fiddler's dance. Prince George Potter's Guild is taking registration for upcoming classes. Take the Beginner Wheel Level 1 course Tuesdays from March 14th to April 18th with six evenings of instruction, followed by one month of studio time. Clay and use of tools, as well as glazing and firing during classes, is also included. Registration and full details on this introductory course are available through the Potter's Guild link under Programs at Studio2880.com. The Beginner Wheel Level 1 course, Tuesdays from March 14th to 18th from the Prince George Potter's Guild. Always got the rockin' songs going into our segments. Oh, hey. say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Must be must be a basketball it's an, segment. It's an up. easy lesson in Wednesday on post yes. to post. That's what it is. Yeah. UNBC basketball. Yes. Uh, How about them men? Oh. Beat Thompson Rivers University. Twice, 87, 83, and 83, 75. You want to talk about consistent scores? Yeah. Uh, in the Friday night game, Justin Sanga had 17, Fareed Shito had 16, Spencer Ledoux had 15, Evgeny Balkan had 14, and Darren Hunter had 11. On Saturday, uh, Justin Sanga and Chris Ross had 20 each, Micah Jesse had 18, and Fareed Shito had 16. So they really spread the scoring out over the weekend. Yeah. A lot of different guys. That means they are now at eight and ten. Eight and ten. In three, three wins in a row. Yep. And they're hoping to stretch to five. Their next comp- opponent is Brandon 
for the final two games of the regular season. And Brandon is currently 10 and 8. Yes. So if, uh, if the T-Wolves can beat him twice, that puts both teams at 10 and 8. And, or 10 uh, and 10. Or 10 and 10. And that, uh, I would assume the tiebreaker would be head to head. I would think so. The other First, key is the right? top 12 teams, top 12 teams <laughs> make the playoffs. Twice, yeah. You got that too, right? Yeah. Top 12 teams make the playoffs right now. The T-Wolves are in 10th. Yeah. The other two teams who are tied with them right now at 8 and 10, uh, Regina, they are at McEwen. The T-Wolves shouldn't count any favors there. McEwen is 0-18. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) Mount Royal is at Calgary. Calgary is 9 and 9. So these are very important games for both of those teams. Yeah. So Basically, uh, we need the... Timberwolves to win. It'd be nice to win. Yeah. Both, games. win both games. Yeah. They're in the playoffs. It's that yeah. yeah, they're in Brandon though as well. This is the first time in I don't know how many years oh they've gone goodness. to That's Brandon. That's a trip. Yes. Yeah. For the final weekend of the regular season. Yeah. Women weekend didn't start off quite so well. They no. lost to Thompson Rivers sixty-two to fifty-eight. Uh, Alina Shakarova and Sveta Boykova had 17 points each. Uh, Boykova also had 11 rebounds, which is becoming her specialty. Yep. And Laura Garmendia Garcia had 11 points and 13 rebounds, which is a little bit more than she usually hauls in. I think Sergey had some. Sergey Shaparkin had some words for the girls after the Friday game. Saturday score 87 to 63 for the T Wolves. Yeah, they came out on fire. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah, Alina Shakarova 22. Boykova, 20 points and 14 rebounds. Rebecca Landry, 13 points. And Sarah Kuklison and Olivia Wilson, 10 points each. So, again, nice balanced scoring as well. Fantastic. So, they are 7-11. They are in 12th place right now, Man. which is the final playoff spot. That's right. They're tied for 12. Yes. Uh, at 7-11 with, uh, with Lethbridge. Yeah. And the good news is their last two games, also against Brandon. Brandon has not won a game yeah. all season. Brandon is, 0 and 18. Brandon is the women's equivalent of McEwen. <laughs> Listen, so, you two. Yeah. <laughs> so fingers crossed they'll be able to take those two. Yes. And uh, then it's then it's uh, you know what happens with Lethbridge. What yeah. happens with with Victoria? Yeah, Lethbridge seven eleven. They are at U of A. U of A thirteen and five. Yeah. Scrapping for one of those top playoff spots yeah. as well. So that's going to be tough Victoria, for Victoria, 8 and 10, so a game ahead of the T-Wolves. But they've got a kind of a, a, an unusual weekend. They're playing UBC, but it's a home-and-home. Home. Oh, okay. I think it's oh, Friday okay. and Sunday. Yeah. yeah. And UBC is 10 and 8, so UBC is right yeah. in that playoff mix as well. Yeah. So, so UBC know. right now would be then uh, 11th, I guess? They might even be tenth or ninth. I don't no, know no. for sure. Yeah, I didn't Uvic check. is eleventh. So Uvic yes. is eleventh. Yeah. Yeah. They're the ten and eight team. Yes. No, Uvic. Yeah. Uvic eight is eight and ten. ten. Oh, Uvic is, is eight and ten. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They've got some sort of a ranking where they look at who you played. Okay. And they sort of go by an index of that as to seed the teams when they have got the same record. So if the girls win both, I think they'll make the playoffs as well. That's what I was going to say. They'll be nine and eleven, which should make it. Because, um, well, 
I don't know. The, the, the big thing is Lethbridge is playing a far tougher team. So yes, yes, Alberta. Are, and a team that is still... Yeah, chances are they're not sweeping <coughs> those games, really. If the girls no. sweep and Lethbridge only splits, then yeah, they're then in. They're in, yeah, yeah, exactly, because yeah, yeah. it's, it's, uh, they're both tied, yeah. so it's only... But the girls got to sweep, though. No. And, well, and they, they, don't, they don't need to. They can win one, and Lethbridge loses both. Well, I'm just, sorry, yeah, I'm right. saying minim- minimum, is a, minimum is, oh. a, is a split. Oh yeah, they would. Yeah. They want to win both, of course. A yeah. because you would hate to be the team that Brandon loses the one game, the last season. game of the season, and they win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and knock you out of the playoffs at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you got knocked out by who? Yeah. Well, as I yeah. say, the other good thing is Victoria playing UBC, and UBC at ten and eight. Yeah. So UBC still not maybe fighting for their playoff lives, but fighting for a seeding. Yeah. Because what is at the top? The top four teams advance to the second round automatically. The first round is one game play in. Five versus 12, six versus 11, oh. seven versus 10, eight versus nine. Yeah, so UBC doesn't have a shot at the top four. No. But they could certainly move up so that they have a, home, uh, a home weaker... Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I don't even know, I don't even know if they're at home. Yeah, no, they, they play in one place so that uh, if they win... They don't have far to go to play their second oh, okay. series. Yeah. But anyway, I, the idea there when you're right in the thick of it is to move up so that you're playing the uh, theoretically uh, lower challenging yeah. team, yes. right? Yeah. Yes. So they're they're definitely yeah. wanting to move up and maybe finish uh, sixth or whatever to yeah. look better. Like what you, what you would love, even though they're not going to make the playoffs, would you you'd love to be able to do it set up this weekend so that you end up playing Brandon in the first round of the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that would be when Brandon would decide, okay, now yeah. we're oh, we can play playing. our starters now. Cool. Yeah. 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 So again, big weekends for both the men and the women, and a long ways from home. This is a yeah. big weekend just in sports in oh. general. Then we've also got the Super Bowl, the what? <laughs> the Super Bowl football, the what? Who where? Yeah, we've got that on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Got the Waste Management Phoenix Open, which is the first uh, full field event okay. on the PGA Tour. Love the waste management. Yes, wasted management, as it was. Yeah, the uh, delicately nicknamed. Yeah, NHL, of course. I, I guess you could say the NHL. Well, it's still so. It's still what about a month until the trade deadline? Mm-hmm. Yep. But uh, the NHL is already starting to get into a little bit of you know playoff, well playoff and tanking mode for some teams. Yeah. Well, I the, mean, the big talk is the trade deadline for the yes. NHL. Oh. There's still three weeks away, but a lot a lot of teams looking to move, make a move and. Yeah. A lot of players wanting to get moved and that sort of th- stuff. Yeah. So, and a lot of players that are going to get moved in spite of not wanting to get moved yes. or wanting to get moved, exactly. right? Like, yeah. Yeah. it's uh, and it's weird because there's a lot of teams in trade talks right now as as being buyers that yeah. for the last ten years have been sellers. Every yes. like New Jersey, right? All of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, we think that we should probably pick some people up because we're close to a playoff spot. And you're going, sorry, who? New Jersey? That's a oh, they had that huge start, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Same with Buffalo. Far both, better team. Both than the conferences are so yeah. close for the playoff run. There's very few teams that are out of the playoff run Except at this point. one. There's one team that is ahead of everybody. The Boston Bruins. Yeah. <laughs> I, think they've, I think they're still single-digit losses right now. <laughs> Buffalo Sabres have been a far better team since they got rid of... Weird. Jack Eichel. Weird. Jack Eichel now in Las Vegas, and, and I hate it because he's on my hockey pool team. <laughs> they last night got seven goals, sorry, five, 
Jack Eichel got zip. No points, nothing. Nothing. Hasn't had a point in probably too was a, long. Probably was an O, too. Yeah. So even on the even Just, on the even yeah okay I, I think we're gonna have to wrap this up pretty soon or else Reg is gonna start swearing. <laughs> Steve, man, why are you grabbing the table like that, Reg? Yeah. Reg <laughs> should have traded him when I had the chance. There is steam coming out of his ears even as we speak. Yeah, I wish yeah. we were on TV. Ah, yeah, yeah. But I think that will do it for uh, this week's edition of Post to Post. We will be back next Wednesday, one o'clock on Post to Post. This is CFIS 93.1 FM in Prince George, proudly supported by community groups like Theatre Northwest. For the current schedule and tickets, visit theaternorthwest.com.